Hey everybody, this is Steve Gibson. And I'm Ryan Berger. And welcome to this week's episode of Distinctly Digital, a modern recruiting podcast. And on this week's episode, we're going to be speaking with Jeff Statz, the Chief Marketing Officer of Haley Marketing Group. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is great. I'm coming to you live from my basement, so it's going to be really, really good info. Definitely. <laughs> well, so location shouldn't dictate the amount of <laughs> the quality of content. If, if, re- if remote culture has taught us anything, it shouldn't, it shouldn't uh, matter, right? Yeah, I mean, people in the basement of the ladder, if you will, are, are just as successful as the people that are above ground. So that's typically how I deal with this. So <laughs> well, it, well, good thing is, much, is so good thing our primary audience is recruiters and then also <laughs> bull people, both who work and have worked in basements for, for quite some time. Um, awesome. So it's, it should work out really, really well. Um, you know, I think maybe uh, we should address the elephant in the room here a little bit. Um, now, no, I'm not speaking about Ryan. Um, <laughs> nice. You guys can't see it through this audio means, but I'm overweight. <laughs> and the death glare that was, that was given to me at that point. Um, but the fact that we have somebody on the podcast from Haley Marketing Group seems a little, little counterproductive in some ways. But... Mm-hmm. For those of you that haven't been paying attention to our press releases or our social post or our blog post or anything we've been writing or about, this podcast or this podcast, right? Um, Haley Marketing Group and recruiters websites are all now friends. <laughs> We're all underneath the same umbrella. Besties, yeah. buddies, really, yeah. really. Yeah, best buds. <laughs> Oh, yeah. eating apps, hanging out, you know? Yeah, we're in the friend zone doing day dates. I mean, it's, right. it's cool. See that I've been let on. I thought it was further along than the friend zone. Um, no. no, not at no. all. Okay, well, fine. No. It's because he sat next to you at dinner last night and he really yeah. thought there was something there. Yeah, well, you know what? I mean, I'm going to play hard to get. So, and you should. Yeah. No, you're sure. worth. I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. Just it's 2023. Yeah, so, just because I'm in the basement doesn't mean I can't do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody had a good relationship with their father. <laughs> He's just a hashtag basement daddy. <laughs> Please don't trend that at all. It, it's already trending. It. Nothing like calling the chief marketing officer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and so, so we, we have, but what's really now recruiters websites is underneath that umbrella. And so mm-hmm. I've, they serve a very distinct Haley marketing works very heavily within the staffing industry. Obviously yep. that crosses over the recruiting world recruiters websites as our name in, implies works very heavily in the recruiting industry, which does also blend over to the staffing world as well. But there was a lot of compliments there with our two organizations. And so we thought that it was, uh, it'd be, it was finally time to have somebody from Haley marketing uh, group. Um, and someone finally agreed to be, on our podcast and offer some insights that maybe you, you know you, you don't hear always from uh from 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 us uh and and so i thought that'd be we thought that'd be a good approach so um so jeff i think it'd be great for for everyone to learn a little bit more about yourself your background um and kind of how you fit into this industry yeah no i appreciate it guys yeah i think in all seriousness yeah i think it's a good 
it's a good um, group. I had a great time, you know, meeting with you guys yesterday and just kind of learning more about, you know, what you guys are doing, how you're, you're kind of making the market in the industry. Um, and so that's, that's really cool. And, and, you know, I do have some experience on the recruiting side um, just through, you know, a past company, but yeah, I mean, I've been in marketing for 23 years, uh, multiple industries. I've been in telecom financial services, uh, insurance, pet insurance, um, which I didn't, I don't have a pet, so I didn't even know that that existed. Um, and then, um, after that, I ended up working for a company that's in the staffing industry called able, uh, they do digital onboarding. And so, um, they were recently purchased by, uh, Bullhorn, I think about maybe a year ago, year and a half ago, but I started as head of marketing for able, it's a Cleveland company. I'm out of Cleveland. So it's a, it was a Cleveland company and through a connection got in there. And then actually able was, um, came out of a staffing firm called talent launch. And, um, I moved to kind of the, the, the staffing side of things after, uh, I was, I was at able for about three years, moved over in 2019, I think to, uh, or 2018, I think to, um, Talent Launch and Talent Launch is a nationwide brand of staffing and recruiting firms. And I uh, had Ted Brands under there. Um, there was all from light industrial, there was staffing side um, to executive recruiters. We had two different uh, executive recruitment firms that we supported, and I was head of marketing. Um, we were responsible for basically just making those companies grow. You know, what can we do from a, you know, a shared marketing services standpoint? So we got a lot of, um, you know, I was able to learn a ton about the industry just being on that side. Um, and then uh, David Cerns, who's co-CEO of Haley Marketing, and I have known each other for probably about six years, seven years, and always stayed in touch. And um, one of my big passions and, and you know, expertise uh, areas is on automation. Um, so in the staffing industry sense, uh, bullhorn automation, um, even some, you know, tracker and Crelate, and some of those have some automation light uh, pieces to them, but, um, you know, came over to Haley marketing, um, as chief marketing officer and really focused on growing our automation services side of the business, helping companies, you know, just, there's a lot of staffing firms that have automation. It's cool. It's awesome. Even executive recruiters. We work with a couple of those right now. Um, and it's just navigating that. So that's really the responsibility I have is just educating on automation, educating on, you know, what can they do to grow the sales side, the recruiting side, um, and yeah, that's really it. So, uh, yeah. I'm just happy to be here, guys. That's called credentials, folks. That, credentials. That makes our podcast legitimate. Yeah. Right there. yeah. Well, you're welcome. If you <laughs> get two more mole people, then <laughs> you, this guy, attribution. Oh. So, hey, I gotta, we got to, we, we got to, I got to bring this up too. So I promised this individual I would. So we had a, we had a guy, I don't know. I'm going to call him I don't know, Blake. So Blake reached out to me. And uh, he, he said that he was listening to our podcast and thought that he'd reach out to introduce himself. And um, because he wanted to find out about how we could potentially help his firm grow. And so we had a good conversation. Uh, we're able to talk about kind of his specialty, what it is that he does, but it's not the right, quite the right timing for us to kind of get involved with each other from a professional perspective within that. But he wanted to make sure that I knew the effectiveness of, of, of this podcast on him. And so I think this is just a good example from a perspective of effectiveness of content in general. Um, uh, because I, I think these things are important to kind of talk about because this seems 
as we talk about our two mole people and here, this person there and that person there, like a waste of time sometimes when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're just talking to, to, to each other and, and you may feel like right. you're not accomplishing anything. But Blake made, Blake made it very apparent that he said, Hey, you know, I, we just had a small, uh, our first child. I'm up a lot of nights. I was looking for some a podcast about recruiting. Uh, trying to get more involved in the industry. Um, but there wasn't a lot of good options out there. And he landed on us. Yes, by default. Um, <laughs> and so so he came on our podcast, started listening to it, really enjoys it, spends time uh, just in the eat when in the, in the night times when he's feeding his kid. Free time he has, he listens to what we have to talk about. Thought we offered good insights. And so from that, he's like, I'm going to reach out and talk to you guys because I want to be able to partner with you at least some point in the future and introduce myself. Awesome. And so um, just as as you're doing things, whether it's social media posts, whether it's creating content uh, on, on your website, whether it's doing a podcast yourself, um, and all those things that we've talked about, it's it's good for us to see them also uh, reap benefits from and bring about conversations and have actual results from them. So just just an encouragement of if you are practicing some of the things that we're talking about, if you are doing this, doing some of these tactics and, and some of these efforts, just keep doing them. They were, will eventually bear fruit. So um, just wanted to interject that there before we get going too far, because I don't want to forget it, because I told that person again, calling him Blake. Uh, whether or not it's something that that, that, that I would share with, with our audience. This guy um, gets subtlety right here. <laughs> he said, in case, he said, our audience might not get the context clues. <laughs> so, um, okay. So Jeff, you know, again, a lot of experience yeah. working with both staffing and, and recruiting firms, which is great. Um, so it has a little bit of feel for kind of the entire industry, um, yep. which I think is is something that's pretty valuable because a lot of times direct hire recruiters or, or executive recruiters only see recruiting. They don't really dive too much into temp or contract staffing. Mm -hmm. And same thing, temp or contract yep. staffing firms don't, don't dive into the recruiting world. Um, so we thought it would be cool to kind of talk about what are some things that recruiters could learn from that staffing world uh, and staffing yep. firms when when we look at marketing and look at opportunities that exist to just uh, increase visibility and, and make more placements. Yeah, I think, I, you know, I think there's a couple things. I think, you know, in general, <clears throat> what's interesting about marketing and, and I've been in the staffing industry. I mean, it's not it's been what, seven years, I think somewhere around there. And I've seen an evolution of the marketing function in staffing. Um, again, executive recruiters, you guys out there, like, you know, it's, it's typically a, a more niche, a, a, a smaller shop. So the function of marketing takes a little bit of a different spin, but in staffing marketing was hardly ever, uh, talked about. And I remember going to staffing tech in 2019 and they were talking about marketing and I was on a panel talking about marketing and, you know, are you budgeting for it? Are you, are, do you have somebody for this? And they're like, no, like, I don't know, like sending emails and doing direct mail and stuff like that. And so you fast forward now, and there are so many tech plays, there's so many marketing strategies, and it's almost an overload. But I think what what's been working well in staffing that I think executive recruiting firms could really take a hold of is the consistency of marketing. I think that they there's a drumbeat of marketing that's always happening. There's always something in the marketplace and staffing leaders are figuring that out. Like, I can't just turn on and off marketing, turn on and off marketing. And I think with executive recruiters, I think, you know, the, the focus, at least the focus that we always had when I was supporting them is, is on the sales side. 
you know, getting candidates was always a niche, always a manual type of thing. It was the sales and telling the story. So I think that, you know, it, what I would do on the, on the staffing side, cause it's funny right now, you know, we don't have those candidates anymore. You know, you've seen what was it? Microsoft just announced 10,000 people that they're laying off. Right. And so you it's in the staffing industry. And then that side of the business temp and contract, you're looking at, um, you know, now they're like, Oh my God, I, I don't have to do candidate marketing anymore. Now I, now I need to do sales, but executive recruiters, I feel like are already there. So it's just a matter of, okay, they've always had to sell the client. They've always had a secure, whether it was contingent or, re, or retainer based or whatever, they always had a, They always had to talk to them. They had that relationship. Well, now it's almost time to take it to the next level of marketing and look at it from a, an SEO perspective. You know, I, even your Blake example where he found you guys, well, he was probably Googling something and right. it was, you know, it was SEO. And I think there are, those are things like SEO, pay-per-click, um, you know, e even some things around like reputation management, building personal brand. I think it, it's all about storytelling. What are you telling to your clients? And I think staffing firms are finally getting that in their websites. And I think what you guys do with executive recruiters and when you put new websites out for them, you're able to tell that story just a little bit better than what they had before. But I think there's that drumbeat of marketing. Executive recruiters, I feel like, are missing the boat on SEO, pay-per-click, um, you know, and, and just looking at ways, like even, even niche-based or vertical-based marketing and just getting that drumbeat going. Because I feel like a lot of times they're doing both. They're, they're, they're selling, they have that client relationship, but then they they need the candidates. So you right. almost turn one off and you turn but one on you turn one off and you turn one on. And it's like, you, I, I think what staffing has been doing really well over the last 18 months or so is understanding that marketing is important and then figuring out whether they want to outsource or, you know, you know, find an in-house um, person to help out. What they're not going to get with, with in-house is the productivity that you would get with outsourcing. And so you're seeing that, that, you know, at least when we talk to, staffing firms, they're like, man, we just want the expertise. You know, we want to know what to do. We want to have the packages. We mm -hmm. want to have like, you know, all that. So I think there's some digital marketing to sum it up that, you know, staffing is doing really well now that I think could be ultra. I mean, it would be extremely successful in executive recruiters because they always say riches in the niches. You know, most of your executive recruiting firms have a niche, they have a vertical or they have a a, a, a you know a skill or they have a title that they're always going for mm -hmm. and like amplify that with digital marketing. So I know you guys are working on digital marketing packages and and looking to take some of the things that you're doing and and kind of you know just expanding those things. But I think that's a huge thing. And the one other thing I'll say and, and you know is is automation. Um, and I have to because I'm a geek and I like it. Um, but I do think that there is you know, every time I talk at, you know, on panels and webinars and all these things about automation, I always get that, ah, it doesn't work for me. Direct, you know, I'm direct hire, you know, I'm, I'm you know, it's executive search. Automation is never going to work for me. Well, take all those things that you're doing manually, your, your, your form emails that you're sending out, your touch bases, or the things that you think you're doing, but you're not because you don't have time. Right. And let automation do that. Like those are things, I mean, that you don't have to go big with a $300,000 automation platform you can do some of these things and look at, I think the, the biggest miss with executive rec recruiting firms and automation is just the consistency of the outreach. You right. know, they just can't get to everybody. And, right. it, and sometimes those knock, knock emails like, Hey, you know, I haven't talked to you in six months. What's going on. You know, you can 
create automations that are just filling your inbox with, with replies. And I think that would be, you know, staffing's starting to get it, but it's always candidate based. I think this flip is going to go sales, but I think, you know, executive recruiting firms could be the model for what temp does and, and how they can be successful with it. I really do because they have the niche. You know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. all about the niche. It's all about telling the right story, the right message. Well, it's those, that familiarity, the, the the relationships you already have and developed and the people you've yeah. touched already in some way because it's a niche. So every call you make, every email you've ever sent, every LinkedIn message you've ever you've ever uh, implemented or sent out has never been in vain because you don't know when that person will come back around because they work in a similar industry. And so right. that's the beauty of, of a niche, like you said, within that. Um, you know, I think some things that you said are, are pretty interesting. So from, from, from a lot of the experience I've had one working in the, working at a desk and then two, just being in, in the marketing side of it for years now, um, uh, rec- the, the recruiters, uh, because they don't, they don't deal with volume, um, right. and they don't deal with numbers uh, in the way that a, a temp or contract organization yep. does that automatically puts up of a, a barrier of, well, I don't need to market because I don't need a lot of people. Right. Right. And I think, yeah, well, I was going to say, yeah, I, I, I get that a lot because, and that's usually the, the, the typical when I tell sales or even when I tell uh, candidate stories, I mean, I had an executive recruiting firm that we worked with that said automation is I'm not doing it. Stupid. Doesn't make sense. And I said, well, get this one. What job do you have open right now? He's like, I got an accounting manager job, you know, with one of our manufacturing firms. I said, okay, do you have your tear sheet or a list? you know, people that you want to go after. Yeah, I do. Let me see the email. Okay. The email is not, you know, it's okay. Whatever. I'm sure. like, mm-hmm. so you're going to send the email at once. Right. And you're going to just copy paste. You're going to blind copy, whatever you're going to do. It's not going to be one-to-one. It's going to be more of a, you know, for lack of a better phrase, a kettle call of these people. So you're not going to have that. You have, you pride yourself in connection. You pride yourself on build, building personal brand, but you're going to create, you know, basically a generic email. And then what happens? Or, or maybe a text if you're using, you know, some sort of texting mm-hmm. platform or something like that. But what, what happens? Yeah, some people come in, some, you know, whatever. I'm like, but what if you could create automation, even if that's not manual, but it's an automation that sends an email out that is a one-to-one email, that, but then follows it up a half hour later with a text that says, you know, hey, Steve, you know what? I just sent you an email about a great job. Check your, check your inbox. Let me know. And then that happens because you're not going to do that manual task. So mm-hmm. even with 50 people, 100 people, I mean, the volume play, I get it because a lot of these companies are charging based on volume. You know, they're charging right. based on W2s charged or are paid for by month or something else. But I, I still see automation as that consistency. That's what they need. The consistent outreach and, and the one-to-one approach, I think, just, just further cements what they want to be doing. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's one of those things that because sometimes they, they, whether it's real or imagined, expect pain, getting it set up that they don't want to go after it. But I mean, you know, we've even when we talk to people about integrations, I mean, the average recruiter is losing eight hours a week, which is a whole day of productivity to things that can be automated and and integrated with their systems. Well, some of the things too, and, 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 you know, it, it's funny because it's change. Everybody's mm-hmm. afraid of change. They're afraid of investment because a lot of executive recruiting firms, I mean, they, you know, it's kind of the restaurant industry where it's like, if I'm going to pay a dollar, I better get three tomorrow. Right. And like, and I get it. I mean, I totally understand because of just the, the fee structure and everything else. 
So I understand that. But some of the, these, you know, we call them enlightened firms, you know, they kind of look at this and they say, what can I do with that? I mean, you can do a periodic candidate outreach that asks them to update their information, send a new resume. You know, those people that you haven't talked to in six months, you can trigger something to send it out. I mean, we were doing that right now with one executive recruiting firm. And, you, and then the sales side is just another thing. You can stay in touch with, uh, I hate the word newsletter, but like you can stay in touch with, new, with email newsletters or MPC emails or, I mean, any of these things that maybe they're not fully automated, but they're your platform to send out. And then what's great about it is if it's, if it's a plug and play on your ATS, it's writing all that information back so that I know that Steve has opened this email. He responded to that text. He did this. So as I'm talking to him, I'm getting a full-on candidate record um, and even a sales side record of, you know, if I'm talking to a client, I know exactly what they're doing, what they're reading, what they don't want to read, and, you know, what they're saying back to me. And then you can, you can use that as references for warm calls and, and some other things. So I, the volume play, I get it. But, like, I think there's just so much other, other stuff that I think so many more benefits to automation for it. Sure. No, I, and I'm going to, um, I'm just assuming here, but Jeff, you, you probably haven't listened to many episodes, if any episodes of our podcast, this is not a gotcha moment. Just uh, be honest here. I am not. Okay. No. So not yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> you jerk. No. Um, so what I'm, what I, the reason I ask that is because I'm going to say, see, told you. Like to everyone else that listen, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> we're not just well, making this up. This is somebody yeah. else that is saying the same thing that we've been saying, um, it, and it, it's consistent with what we've been saying. So, um, I you know, so it just it, these things aren't just us trying to sell anything to you. I, I don't, we don't need to sell anything to you ever. I don't even have to meet you. You don't have to call me like like that guy whose name supposedly was maybe could have been Blake. You don't have to call me like that and tell me that, but these, yeah, right, these are real, these are, these are real um, suggestions. These are real uh, yeah. tactics and things to think about of how to get the most out of your firm uh, and what it is you're doing. If you work a single desk, it's almost at more important if you're just a single solo recruiter to have these things in place. Uh, working for you while while uh, and, and 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 creating these relationships and these touch points and uh, being automated and so you can free up more time to have the meaningful conversations because it is a relationship driven business the conversations that you could be having that are more meaningful because they've been even potentially uh, more warmed up they've been more maybe even you have things like forms in place to help qualify um, there could be a lot of things in place to be able to make sure that you're getting the most out of your time on the phone which then those those relationships and those those conversations you have are the ones that that primarily usually turn into those placements. And so it's just there's so much um, so much there if 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 it's thought about more strategically versus just more of a not thinking of it as a nuisance, like Ryan said, overcoming the idea, well, it is a pain to set up, or there, like Jeff said, there's a little cost involved with doing that. Well, how much are you saving? What's your time right. worth? Mm -hmm. You know. Break down. We, I think we've probably gone over this before, but break down what it is every time you pick up that phone and every time you make a phone call. You, you know, you, we used to do this. We have hash marks when I worked a desk. We would take. Um, so for that month, every call I made, which this was back in uh, 2010, 2011, 12. So we're still heavily calling. Um, you know, every call I make, I made, I made a tally mark. 
And then at the end of that week, I could take that tally mark or in the month, we take the tally marks from those four weeks that were in that month. And I would talk, look at the placements I made and I would look at the revenue and placement fee that was generated from those placements. And I would divide that by the amount of calls that was made. And I knew that no matter what call I made, every time I picked up that phone, every time I had a discussion, the, the, that call made me X amount of dollars no matter what, mm -hmm. just because of, of the revenue that was generated eventually from those placements that came from that effort. And so if you can see the, if you can see the number and the, and, and the rep, uh, per call, the value of that call go up, you're making less calls, but you're making more, you're, but you're still making the same amount of revenue. You know, there's opportunity for that. You can be more efficient in what the calls you're making because you're getting the right people on the phone based off of the different touch points you've made. Right. And it, it becomes the, um, you know, it, it, it's the activities and efforts, you know, every time you look at that, it's like how many, you know, whether it's calls, whether it's, you know, what are the activities that are driving what you're doing? And to your point, like there, you know, it takes me 200 calls to make one placement. It takes me a hundred calls to make one placement, whatever that is. Then you start figuring out, okay, well, if I don't have to make a hundred calls, if I could have 50 yeah, automated emails go out and I get 10 warm calls or warm replies back. Yeah. That's just less time that I need. And then you look at, What's great about that is you kind of extrapolate that out from a time to fill to the client. So, right. like, you know, your time to fill is, you know, like uh, 45 days for this. But because we're using a combination of, of automation technology and then also human interaction where it makes sense, we mm -hmm. cut that time down to 25. So then you start playing that game to the client of like, hey, we use like it becomes a competitive advantage. You know, we, you know, cause they understand it. Like there, there's the, you know, your eye, eye appointments tomorrow at five, press C to confirm. Like yeah. there, there's, there's mm -hmm. those automations that are, that are just transactional. But I think, you know, what I would do if I'm a, if I'm owning an executive recruiting firm, especially a one person shop or, you know, a couple people is I would take a look at process gaps and engagement gaps. Okay. Those are the two things that I would look at. Like, where are you, where do you have a gap in process? Maybe it's taking you forever. Maybe you, you can't get to these things. Maybe you're the start stop on each side or, you know, from an engagement perspective, where could we, where could I make a wow? Where could I, you know, be able to get in touch and get the pulse of my candidates, stay in touch with my clients. Like where are these things, the things that I'm not doing that become the fluff, but like could, could make a great case because again, they have all the information they have. They can tell the story. They've got the statistics and they have the expertise. It's just, you got to get it out there. And you got to right. get it out there on a consistent basis, just like mm -hmm. your podcast. You guys keep going with that podcast, but again, it's going to keep, it's a long game. It's going to keep, people are going to keep going. They're going to keep searching it. And then you're build, building credibility. Thanks for all the great information, Jeff. Next week, let's dive into a little bit more detail about then what both staffing and recruiting firms should be doing that they're not within their marketing. Yeah, we'll leave them on a little cliffhanger here. And uh, what can they do in the meantime? Maybe check out our socials. You know, we're on LinkedIn, Distinctly Digital Recruiters websites, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. So uh, go ahead and give us a follow. Make sure to subscribe. And we're looking forward to uh, continuing this conversation with Jeff. Yeah, everybody have a great day.